Let's talk about the Mill Museum in Willimantic. Kira Holmes is the executive director of the Wyndham Textile and History Museum, and they got a lot of really good programs coming up between now and the end of the year. Kira, good morning. Thanks for joining me today. You've been staying busy, haven't you? Good morning, Wayne. Yes, the Mill Museum is always staying busy, and we're excited to share our upcoming end-of-year stuff, as well as our current exhibit with you. <laughs> and that's why you're here right now. It's been going on since September the 1st and going on through a week from Sunday, November the 12th. Sewn Stories, Shared Lives Art Exhibit. That's S-E-W-N. What's that exhibit? So that exhibit is a fiber art exhibit. It is two amazing quilt artists, one named Linda Martin and one named Carol Vignette. And Linda is an African-American fiber artist, and Carol is a Jewish-American fiber artist. They call themselves Fiber Artist Sisters, and they use their gifts to to express through their quilts. They come from different backgrounds that share stories with common threads of struggle and survival, and it's a very thought-provoking quilt exhibit with lots of vibrancy in their pieces. It pays homage to their heritage as well as it goes into uh, some current relatives that they have, too. It's an absolutely amazing exhibit, and there's so much depth to it. And the museum is open Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 10 to 4, with regular admission to the museum. Current members get in for free to see that event and all the other good stuff going on at the Mill Museum. Sunday, this Sunday, November the 5th, you have a lecture, an out-of-the-shadows lecture, Tell me about that. So this lecture is going to be with Donna Dufresne, and it's about the 29th Connecticut Colored Regiment, and that's going to take place in Dugan Hall at 2 p.m. And she is, if you've never met her, she's a historian, an educator, and her presentation is going to be, again, about the local soldiers of the Connecticut 29th Colored Regiment who fought in the Civil War beginning with the story of Charles Webster, whose Civil War gravestone stands along in the Natchog Forest. Uh, Donna shares her research on the soldiers of African and Nipmuc descent who lived in Northeast Connecticut. It's going to be a wonderful lecture that you don't want to miss. It's going to be $12 for members, 15 for non-members. You can pay through PayPal or you can pay at the door the day of, too. But this is going to be a very exciting lecture and a wonderful way. As many of you already know, we had the Here All Along and Here It Is exhibits. This is a perfect close to our year with this lecture. And that's this Sunday at 2 o'clock at the Dugan Hall at the Mill Museum. Coming up on Saturday, November the 18th, is a steampunk fair. And I suspect that you probably should start off by explaining to the folks who uh, don't know what is steampunk? So steampunk is based on the ideas of H.P. Lovecraft, Jules Verne, where it's a sci-fi, but this is more based in the future, but off of essentially notions of Victorian and steam industries, which in a way works perfectly with the Mill Museum because we have the Victorian aspect, we have the factory aspect with our Dugan building, so we are building on this year where last year the Steampunk Fair was only at our site. This year it's going to be at our site and the Willimantic Public Library. And 
with this, what we're hoping to do is really just make this a fun all-day festival. This is the second year. I do want to credit uh, the idea to Chelsea Knights. She was the one who thought of the idea originally and ran it last year. And this year, we're carrying that on with the Romantic Public Library, with Oddball Newt, who's going to be partnering with us, with a donation from Cupcakes for Later for a tea. So the first 50 people to buy tickets, and the tickets will be $10 for adults, 7 for students, seniors, and children. But the first 50 people who buy tickets will get a ticket to that tea, which is going to be about uh, 12.30. We will be publishing a schedule and putting it online, and you will get an in-person schedule. And that tea is going to be a dueling tea. If you want to learn more about that, you have to come to the event. But other things that are going to happen, too, is you're going to see demos. So the library is going to have our demo station. We're going to have at least two demos and a tea. We're still going to have, at the Mill Museum at the same time, vendors there all day for you to explore. And also, the thing that you need to know the most about is for the tickets, you either buy them online or you have to buy them at the Mill Museum Uh there will be no tickets sold at the Willimantic Public Library. And I like the way that the Mill Museum partners up with the Public Library and Oddball Newt for this steampunk fair. And by the way, for the radio audience, that's F-A-I-R-E. Steampunk Fair will be on Saturday, November the 18th. Friday, after Thanksgiving, November 24th, is the Wyndham Light Parade. What's the Mill Museum's role in that? So the Wyndham Life Parade, uh, we are going to be marching in the parade. If anyone is interested, please just sign up. My email is director at millmuseum.org. The parade starts at Memorial Park. Usually they start at about 5.45, so we'll be meeting up at about 5.30. Bring any holiday lights that you want to wear and march in the parade. It is chilly, but it's a lot of fun and a wonderful kickoff to the holiday season. It's a long-range forecast. We hope it's not chilly, but generally November 24th isn't exactly a heat wave. November 28th is a Tuesday, but not just any Tuesday. It's called Giving Tuesday. What's the Mill Museum's role in that annual event? So Giving Tuesday is actually a national, um, essentially, it's a national organization, and it's for essentially anyone to donate to a nonprofit. So how we're doing our Giving Tuesday is we're going to have a Facebook um, fundraiser where you can donate towards us, but we highly encourage anyone to donate towards any nonprofit that they believe in on this day. It's a wonderful day to do this. This is the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, and it's just a wonderful feeling to give back. But also, Wayne, if I may just uh, touch on one other thing real quickly for the holiday weekend right after Thanksgiving, starting with the 25th, uh, we are going to also have a Decorate the Mill Museum. So we're looking for volunteers. So if anyone's interested, please email director at millmuseum.org, and we will sign you up for Decorating the Mill Museum, as well as we'll probably be having some fun holiday event whether it's a sale or something, just stay tuned to Facebook and our website to learn more about that. That will get published soon. I just want to let you know of these things. But going back to Giving Tuesday, again, it's all about giving back to your community. You know that we have the soup kitchen in town. We have the no-free shelter. 
We have the Connecticut Eastern Railroad Museum. We have several great nonprofits in Willimantic, and they deserve community support. So we hope that you'll give to the Mill Museum, but also give to one of the other nonprofits, too. It's all about giving. Kira Holmes, the executive director of the Mill Museum. Kira and the Mill Museum are tree huggers. For example, much of the month of December, there'll be an exhibit, Festival of Trees. How does that work? So this is the second annual time for the Festival of Trees. We're actually adding this year through uh, the help of Chase from the Connecticut Eastern Railroad Museum, a train to the middle of the room. We are looking for people essentially organizations, they can be for-profit or non-profits, to decorate a tree, to bring essentially an artificial tree to the Mill Museum and decorate it between the 24th of November and December 1st. And then what we will do is put on a wonderful community exhibit of trees where people can vote on each tree. And it's if you want to add lights, you can add lights. It's a wonderful holiday exhibit to end our year at the Mill Museum. And it's lots of fun for everybody who doesn't like to decorate, right? And you've got that opening reception on December the 8th from 6 until 7.30 p.m. December 9th and 10th is your holiday shop. What do you got there? So holiday shop, we are looking for um, vendors. We already have one person confirmed for jewelry. We're looking for more. So if you're interested in being a holiday shop artisan, please email director at millmuseum.org and we'll get you an application and start some publicity going for everything. So holiday shop, we've done this for many years. It's just a great way to shop local. And we always have a mill museum table. We have holiday cheer. Uh, We're hoping to add on some extra elements, like potentially some music this year. Uh, It's going to be one week for one weekend for this time, and it's going to be at the Dugan Building at 157B Union Street. So it's just a great way to shop local, buy something unique for the holidays, and always a lot of fun. Kira, what does the Mill Museum have for people who are gift-wrapping-challenged? So for anyone who would like a personal touch on their holiday gift, Starting on December 18th through the 24th will be holiday gift wrapping at Eastbrook Mall. The Mill Museum and the Willimantic Lions Club are going to be partnering together on this project. And we also are looking for volunteers for that one, too. But for this project, essentially, we will wrap your present no matter how big, how small. We will find a box or wrap it as is and make it a beautiful presentation for you. In general, Kira, how are things going at the Mill Museum, and are you getting visitors to the Mill Museum from outside this local area? So the Mill Museum for visitors this past summer has been wonderful because of the program for Kids for Free Summer at the museum. It went very, very well. We had visitors from Texas. We had Actually, recently we had a visitor from Ecuador who just came in a couple days ago. So how we get visitors is through multiple places like Facebook, Instagram, website. We've also been in a few uh, different magazines and also CT visits. 
So we get visitors from all over, from from definitely different media sources that we put out there, including from your radio program. So thank you, Wayne, always for having us on. We really appreciate it. Well, it's an important local organization. We're glad to help out on that. I'm really intrigued by the Texas and Ecuador story. That was great. When people come into the museum, either local folks or people from Texas, Ecuador, and places beyond, do you get the question, what does Willimantic mean? Actually, I don't, but I'd love to explore that more with you. So people don't usually ask that question, but Willimantic has actually been spelled five different ways, and I'm not going to go into all of them, but the original spelling that we have today, we also have Warmantic Cut, which is W-A-R-A-M-A-N-T-I-C-U-T from 1684, and as well as a few other ways to spell it. And then in 1705, we have Weemanantuck, which is W-E-A-M-M-A-N-T-U-C-K. So one of the possible translations is places near the lookout. Another is place near the evergreen swamp. And a third could be place near the loud river or potentially swift waters, as we'd like to refer to it today. Yeah, I'd always heard the, the, the swift water concept, too. It's got a nice ring to it. But wasn't there a swamp at the mouth of the Willimantic River where it joins the Natchaug to form the Chetucket? Yes. There was a fairly large swamp right at the Willimantic River, exactly where you said. And it seems logical that Pequots or Mohegans seeking to convey the river's location to anyone heading inland from their principal villages downstream might have identified this as the first thing that travelers would have seen when they reached it, not the rapids, which are a half mile upstream, nor some high lookout somewhere beyond that, but by clearly visible swamp at the river's mouth. Well, the Mill Museum is all about history, and what could be better than the history of the actual name of the town that we are in, and that would be Willimantic. Lastly, Kira, obviously... People have been to the Mill Museum and they go, well, I've been there. Why go back? Your goal is to keep things moving along so there are things now that weren't there last year. So what, besides your exhibit sewn stories that runs through November the 12th, is at the Mill Museum now that maybe wasn't there one year ago? Well, what wasn't there um, one year ago was we've been adding to our ADA So we've been adding doorbells, we've been making accessibility. Also, we've been making improvements on the building, too. So I'm not sure if you've seen, but we added a historic railing to the building on the outside. We've also been trying to have more exhibits and programs and lectures that engage the community. So there's been a lot of changes, actually, at the Mill Museum. But also, all of this change comes down to several different things. The Mill Museum fellow co-workers I have is Jamie Eves and Matt Court. The board, the Mill Museum board, the volunteers, our membership, the community, the town, yourself too, Wayne, because, again, we can't do this without you. We are a community museum for the region. We want to always offer opportunities for the community, and we thank everyone for each opportunity. I especially want to thank uh ECSU, who's done a few wonderful days with us, uh, ACT for the partnerships lately, and Joanne Saylor, Amy Marwood, 
Luzella Roos, as well as Michael Mahoney, John Baki, as well as the rest of my wonderful Mill Museum board, uh, like Ed Silverstein, too. I can't get to everyone's name because I know we're, I think we're running out of time, but I really can't do this without everybody. And I really thank each of you for every role you play. Well, the Mill Museum, a great resource, great historical resource for the town. You can get more information on the Mill Museum in general and these programs we've talked about in particular by logging on to their website, millmuseum.org. Kira, always a pleasure. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you, Wayne. Have a great day. Kira Holmes, the executive director of the Wyndham Textile and History Museum.